Leather Daddies, Feral Children, and Mel Gibson. Because why not? Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. Here we are to gather and speak of movies from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. We talk about them, we pull them apart, we put them back together. We have a little fun. It's myself, Jamie Lorello, also here with my partner in crime, mm-hmm. D.P. McCain, Bridge. Wow, okay. <laughs> I know my last name has a lot of syllables to it. It was a long one for me for tonight. It's been a long day, boss. I like how we pull the movies apart and then put them back together. Almost like it's a jigsaw puzzle that comes already together. We have to break it up. We have to bring it up. Exactly. The movie is already there. It's been there for now decades. Almost 40 years, some of these. And we are visiting it and we are just diving in. And it's amazing to me. First of all, it never fails to amaze me when I think about how we could literally do this podcast forever. There's just so many movies from the 80s. Uh, we'll never run out. This no. This idea, this decade is going to outlive our podcast. It's going to yeah, outlive I, the two of us. I, so, perhaps. You know, I would invite anyone, perhaps you in the past year or so had a baby. So oh. maybe when we finally retire that baby can take over the podcast right maybe just... start grooming the baby from now <laughs> yes. let the baby know get the get the baby in sync with you know our, our chemistry and sort of the way you mm-hmm. know one yeah. adventure seduces we walk through it we kind of fumble around we don't really talk about the movie for at least a good 45 minutes of the podcast right off topic <laughs> exactly but, yeah make but... sure the baby knows oh <laughs> yeah. they never did monster squad in the 40 years of doing the show they never did it <laughs> My husband will murder us if we don't. Oh, I know. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be our last blood. episode ever. If you ever, if I ever announce that we're doing Monster Squad, you know that that's the last that's episode the end. of the it's show. It's our finale. It's our grand finale. And now, time has come for Monster Squad. Yeah. Here we are not doing Monster Squad. <laughs> because we can't, because it's not Monster Squad 2. It's our summer of sequels, No. Right? Return so of the Monster Squad? No, that I sounds mean, terrible. It's not happening here tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we are here. Uh, Here's what I'm going to try and do from now on. I mean, now that we've been doing the show for over five years, I will try and start every episode by saying, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review and a rating, something like that. That really does actually help the show. The more ratings and reviews we get, the higher ranked we are, the more people are then able to find the show. So please go ahead and do that. And we have a Patreon, in case you're not aware. It's so fun. You get bonus episodes that we don't even, that people that listen on the Apple don't get. Really fun ones. Like, what did we just do? This past one was so fun. I was kind of wishing for a little Stepford Wive action here. Yeah. But you know what? I would say uh, our, well, our most recent bonus episode is Revenge of the Stepford Wives. 
AKA, for some reason, terror in New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even though New York is not at all where. Well, maybe, maybe the journalist is originally from New York. Oh, so she came in from the big city yeah. with her big city ways. And now she's terrored. Ugh. Snooping and prying as women may do. You know, that's Mel Gibson why they wouldn't know anything about that. He met no. one woman in this movie and she was murdered. <laughs> oh, that's right. She with a bow and arrow thingy, right? There's so many crossbows and bow and arrows, yes. But anyway, patreon.com slash good times great movies. Go check it out. All of our bonus stuff is there. You get unedited episodes, so they're so. at least it's at least 10 minutes of us talking about this movie before we start talking about the movie. It's pretty wonderful. The there's bathroom breaks. There's dog barks. There's mm -hmm. Sometimes there's singing for the patrons. They get long, endless like tunes that Doug, and I, Doug or I will bust into some sort of song. And you know what? If you don't pay, then you don't get to hear that kind of magic. Right. <laughs> so uh, this is just saying, if you never want to hear that, don't ever join <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Don't ever do that. That's a mistake. But we do have a new patron um, named Welcome. Laura. And Laura Patreoned up from the $5 level. And she now gets to program an episode of the show one a year. So wow. look for that in the next couple months. So thank you very much. We appreciate that. Thank you, Laura. Welcome. And I look forward to your programming choice. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, something we don't do on this show a lot, but there's been a couple of these, so I wrote them down. We have a few RIPs uh, that were uh. related to the podcast. First one is a biggie who was not related to the podcast. I'm sure at some point we will get to a Wilford Brimley joint, but oh, we have not right. yet. I mean, I think of him from other than the Quaker Oats thing, and I know that's a joke, or when he's on TV yelling about diabetes. Like, I get that. That's a joke. But... right. I know him from John Carpenter's The Thing and also the TV show Our House. I was going to say, our, was it, was he in, no, he wasn't in Highway to Heaven. No, he, was he wasn't. in Our House. Yeah, he yeah. was in Our House our with Shannon Doherty. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And yeah. Th those are the two things that I know him from. And even though we haven't run into him yet, I'm sure we'll find, we'll He's stumble. He's an 80s actor. Yeah. He's we'll there. stumble upon a cocoon at some point, I'm Oh, sure. we must. The other person who died very recently was uh rennie santoni that name might not know what that means but Rolls off the tongue nice though he played poppy on seinfeld and was also poppy. stallone's partner in cobra <laughs> yes <laughs> poppy peed the couch and then cobra yep yes so he Aww. recently passed but mm. the big one for us because she was in three of our movies oh Yes, is Kelly the KP, Preston. the KP. I know. How sad. I didn't even know she was sick, but I guess that was sort of her intention. Yeah, I remember hearing that a few years ago because, I, I mean, I guess that's how long she had been sick. No. But I kind of I kind of forgot about it and it sort of came out of nowhere. But, mm -hmm. yeah, we saw her in Space Camp, Secret Admirer, and she was in Amazon Women on the Moon. Remember she was the girl in the yeah, car who the guy was buying right. the condom for? That's right. Oh, my God. That movie was weird. <laughs> sure was. Thanks. Who who had us watch that? Was that a Zeke pick? I was going to say Zeke, I, I thought. I think it might have been a Zeke pick. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird movie. Uh, and just for you, Jamie, I did the smallest amount of research about all three <clears throat> of these people. Wilford Brimley was the only one not on CSI. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> 
The other two made CSI appearances. So there we could we could always that's always a good like see and I've never even referenced a CSI episode as a fave. Maybe I should like as a recommendation. No, I know, but your thing is like Law and Order slash yeah. CSI. I yeah, didn't see Law and true. Order for anyone, so I kind of just went for the CSI. But that's all right. I'll take there. some. I'll take some CSI. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well. All right. Well, that was good little announcements. There we go. I know. Now I'm depressed. So let's get to the apocalypse. Yeah. There we have it. <clears throat> let's get to the post-apocalypse, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah. Post-apocalypse. That's right. It's happened. The end of the world is here, and we're in a bad way in, in the desert. Yeah. And are we supposed to believe that World War II caused the end of the world or, what? like, grainy newsreel footage, but nothing oh. beyond the... 50s was shown well they just basically give you a little over uh, like a narrative overview of the world's gone to shit and in the you do feel like well i would like it if you did and the world's gone to shit (laughs) and then we met mad max exactly all right okay great basically what because all the important information like we don't have gas the world's a desert. None of that is brought up. Like the, the, everything that this movie is about has nothing to do with, like I said, the old newsreel footage that we see at the beginning of guns right. and tanks and guys sitting in the UN. I was like, does this, this is just setting up that people are awful and we yes. all destroyed each other at some point. Okay. All right. Well, oh, anyway, we're doing Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. The Road Warrior. From 1981. And before we started recording, when we were talking just for patrons, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you have not seen any Mad Maxes. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Because the first one, and they do show some footage from the first one at the start. I wondered if there was that, some of that was flashback into like when he, because they they give you a little, a little about how he had a family. Yeah, little little early Mel there with his wife, right, and the baby. They were running, and then they basically got run over by motorcycles or something. Uh, Yes, something. I I haven't seen any of these other than the recent Uh, one. The newer ones, okay. I haven't seen them for a very long time. The original was probably the last of the original trilogy that I saw. Which is very different than this. It doesn't take place in a nuclear wasteland. Mel Gibson's just like a cop and his... Oh! Yeah, and his family's just kind of like murdered by a punk street gang and then he takes revenge. Like, it's not like this movie at all. Oh! Yeah. So is the other one based in like... um, like like before everything goes down? I guess so. Or right. There's like little towns and there's other people and there's civilization. Nobody's dressed for an S&M party. No. So, no. So the first one, the first one's a more modest, somewhat more realistic movie than everything that's come after that. Okay. Okay. So this sort of kicks off when people say Mad Max or when they talk about Mad Max, this movie kind of kicks off that. That vibe. Yeah, because this is what he is for the rest. This is what this is how Charlize dresses kind of in, you know, in the most recent one. It's all a desert wasteland and and everything like that with weird get ups and costumes and makeup and, and things like that. So 
Okay. Just to give you and maybe our listeners who haven't seen them a little bit of background. A little bit more. That helps. That helps. It helps when you're doing the summer of sequels to know what you're sandwiched around. That's the thing, yeah. though. We've been doing this for, you know, so many of these movies were like, I don't know. We didn't see the first one. Let's jump yeah. right in. We're so just doing I, it. So yeah. I felt like I had a weird advantage to watching this. Ah, uh, because you had seen the, yes, mm-hmm. yes. As we said, there is a voiceover. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who this voiceover was. Let's wait till the end to find out who You just thought is. it was the storyteller. <laughs> just, you just thought it was someone to let you know, to set things in place. Right. But nah. Like I said, a very sophisticated elderly British gentleman. Yes. Is telling us uh, about the world and how it has the crumbled. The chaos. Right. Yes. It's ruined. And they're showing us, like you said, the histories of war and just anger and fear mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's, it's a shit it's not a good place yeah this is what 80s movies like if you're talking about a post-apocalyptic or not even post-apocalyptic a futuristic world in the 80s it was mm-hmm. like blade runner or mad max it was either these mm. crazy like cities that were so infused with Japanese Beaming lights. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Yes. Or it was just a desert wasteland. Well, there's your options. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. So we're introduced to Max. Nobody yes. calls him Mad Max. I don't even know that anybody calls him Max. No. Just, um, I guess I he introduces himself. Because I noted because they didn't really, they don't call anybody by name here except Humongous, who introduces himself. And so at one point, I think they do call him Max because I remember thinking, when did they find out that was his name? Because we don't do any sort of formal introductions of anybody here. We don't have time. There's too much driving <laughs> and crashing time. and arrow shooting for Even us to introduce. the guy that he, I just call him the hostage, the, the first guy that he meets, the helicopter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I refer to him as hostage because in the beginning, it's when, which we'll get to, Matt Max takes this guy sort of as a hostage, right? So that he could get. Um, I think that's fair. To the gas. I, I didn't. I didn't have time for people. But he names. has a name. I don't know what it is. Listen, I'm sure if you looked on IMDb, all these people have names, but no one really has names. Well, there's Feral Kid. We well, know that is- guy. <laughs> There is Feral Kid and Humongous and Mad yeah. Max. I think that's it, honestly. <laughs> like, there's no... Wait, nobody sits around and has, like, a formal dinner where they're introducing each other. No, no. That, no. no, we don't have time for that. So we're introduced to Mad Max, and he's mm-hmm. in his big, you know... I was going to call it a fancy car, but I guess it's, like, a just a tough guy muscle car. Uh, yeah, but it's all dubbed up for, the, for this desert life, I guess. It... <laughs> It is, but it's also, like, oddly hollowed out. Like, he sends his dog in the back seat. It's not a back seat. It's just an open space. And is there, like, did he build, like, like um, was there hay back there for the dog to lay in? It looked like an old, like, chewed up mat or something. Because oh, the dog okay. lays down but does not, you know, and we, we've uh, watched movies before, Natty Gann, with some amazing dog acting. Yeah. And I don't want to say anything bad about this dog because he <laughs> dies and it's sad. But this dog does not have the acting chops of that wolf in that well, movie. This dog lays down in a car that is vibrating wildly and the dog does not seem comfortable with this. It like gets back up immediately. And I'm like, that's your best take. That's the I best take. I do like it. There's at one point when um, 
when Mad Max holds the dog because the dog is trying to attack and carries him off. And that was pretty cute. It's a cute dog, though. I think it's like a blue healer. I don't know what kind it is. And I think, speaking of names, I don't think, I think he calls the dog, I think he calls the dog dog at one point because he barks and I think he goes, dog, shh. So names are very simplified here. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe he had the dog in the original. I don't remember, but... It's a cute pup. Just the fact that he eats all of the dog food and just gives the empty can to the dog. I was like, this is horrible pet ownership. I know it's the end of the world, but come on, Mel. Come on. They don't have the bond like Natty and Wolf did. No, not (laughs) not at all. (laughs) Not at all. No. (laughs) This dog would have been killing those, murdering those chickens in the Natty can. But it does have like a kicky little scarf on, which I thought was funny. Like, when did yeah. Mel Gibson tie a scarf around this dog? It was like, this is your outfit now. We all have to dress up. We all have to wear something, dog. This is what you get. You'll look a little tougher if you put this scarf on. I, I was looking for a leather scarf. Couldn't find it. <laughs> exactly. All I have is this ragged red one. You, it's just going to have to do. But you're so it's okay because you're gonna come with me and you're gonna yeah it doesn't even like help him sniff out danger that's really what no. he does it does scare the prisoner the 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 when he takes this one guy yeah. part of the reason he can is because the dog scares him but even when he scares him Wolf had this listen to me I'm now going to like go detail into the Natty Gan Wolf let's go Natty Gan v Mad Max let's do it <laughs> who's gonna survive in this wasteland my money's on Natty Gan strangely enough well with Wolf when Wolf growls at you he bears his teeth he's letting you know I'm ready for attack this guy's like I'm barking cause maybe you're friendly and maybe you're not that's that's what this dog's doing. He's he doesn't seem to be as threatening. Also, though, Wolf is a wolf, <laughs> so I think that he's got a bit of an advantage. Like we saw Natty get. Let's just talk about Natty maybe Gannigan. this is part Dingo. Maybe this dog is part Dingo. Isn't that like the Australian wolf, basically? It is. Maybe they the Dingo did is your baby. steal Meryl Streep's baby and ate it, but yeah. this doesn't look Dingo-y. This oh. is this is a dog. So at the beginning of this. <laughs> Baby, you see what you have to do, baby? You don't talk about the movie you're supposed to talk about, baby. You talk about... (laughs) Yeah, future baby, if you're listening to this, just talk about dogs for a long time, and then at the end be like, and Mel Gibson saves the day. The end. That's what you tuned in for, right? I mean, I guess he does. He saves all of them so they could go to Cancun or whatever the hell they're doing. What was that brochure that he showed They're going to the beach. They're going to the beach. He showed him a brochure, and I was like, what is this, Cabo? Like, what is this brochure (laughs) for? What are you looking for, a cruise ship? Where are you (laughs) headed, guys? (laughs) And where did you get that? That's in pristine condition. I know. He did. He did present it. And it was, like, laminated and folded. Yeah. He was like, look what I have. If you uh, were watching this movie and you didn't know what it was about, right away, after yeah. we meet Mel Gibson, he basically mm-hmm. murders some dudes through fancy driving. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this movie is. Well, no, it's but it's who are the dudes following him? We should make note. It's that weird right. punk guy with the mohawk and his lover, I guess, with the... This movie seems very progressive in its sexuality let's say because and you know what that's a wonderful thing because it's yeah. very early 80s and it's australian 
So because let it we be see that this whole gang is made up of men. I don't think we see any women as part of this gang. But after that one guy is killed, even Humongous is like, listen, we all have lost someone that we've loved. Yeah. And we have to persevere. And I was like, this is so adorable and sad. <laughs> but yeah, it's this guy with a mohawk and let's say his blonde haired boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of like Mel Gibson comes to this wrecked car, wrecked truck or something. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like throwing things down, trying to gather all the gas that he can. Yes. And he kind of has a little staring contest with the mohawk guy who's on a motorcycle, but they finally let him go. Mm-hmm. They finally just drive away and let Mel Gibson win the day and get the gas to fuel up his car so he can continue on to question mark. I think he's just driving a drive right. like an old cowboy just rides off into the wilderness to ride. It is kind of very cowboy. Like, it's very like, what if Han Solo was in the deserts of Australia? Like, yeah, right? That's exactly right? what this movie is. With some is. badass wheels and mm-hmm. toys and weapons yeah right but he also finds music box guts oh yeah music box guts yeah the little yeah, the like mu- the music box yeah yeah, yeah. Right. music boxes by the way are just inherently sweet but creepy right They're, oh you little hear a music box in a horror movie it is terrifying yeah even in real life sometimes for a minute i'm like oh grandma's gift and then i'm like oh where's the clowns who's gonna kill me it's not good it plays happy birthday and mm-hmm. he pockets it he's like all right he even I'll smiles like he's a weird child too well it's we did know that in the beginning he lost his wife and his little baby so maybe he's got a little kinship here with with you know haven't lost a babe. There are, when he gets this, this when he goes through this truck and he finds this little music box, there's two dead people that reach up for him, right? Isn't there like a hand that reaches out and then a, another dead body falls out of the falls truck? Falls out of the truck, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to you have to assume he's been encountering this for however many years he's been yeah, driving around. Yeah, this is around. just part of, the, right. part of the deal, right? But it's really weird. Like, the whole, the whole idea of I need to drive... So I can find gas so I can keep driving doesn't make much sense because I don't think he knows that there's like this wonderful paradise out there somewhere. So I'm not to be really sure him. what his what he's been up to. What you been up to? What the Mr. Max? <laughs> I We're just, curious. I just mean he Where do you get your canned dog food anyway? Right? Where, where did do you this get dog that food supply? come from? How many cans of this? You're eating one on a mountaintop. You're eating another one in camp. You're not whole... conservative about it either. No. You just dig right in. No. Don't give any to the dog. Later not on, little. the helicopter pilot prisoner, he and the dog are fighting over who's going to eat a dead snake, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Snakes are, you know, it's tasty meat. And the helicopter guy's into it. Well, speaking of this helicopter guy, this prisoner. Yes. Max stumbles upon him soon, right? He's let go, like you said, by the Mohawk guy who's uh-huh. kind of chased him down and let him go. He drives on to nowhere because that's where's he going, right? He sees the snake first, right? Doesn't well, Max he see sees it first? this bizarre flying contraption. Oh, right, the thing. Yeah, and he stops and he's like, "Oh, I wonder what this thing is." And it's apparently guarded by a snake. Like there's like a snake wrapped around it. Not everybody could have a pet dog. Yeah. 
some people yeah. have to have a pet snake. I don't know how many right. snakes this guy has because one's dead later. He throws one down on somebody. Yeah. Like, it's part of I, his weapons. It's he's yeah. like the snake guy. Do you remember when we did Cherry 2000? Yeah, and so this movie kind of reminded me of Cherry yeah, 2000. Yeah. Points. yeah. And there was that goofy guy they found and they like. Um, crossbowed him through the head. Remember they put a bag on his head? Oh, And yeah, held him yeah, against yeah. the wall. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. equally is kind of goofy. And where's he wearing, like, these yellow, this, like, cute, he's, crazy yellow outfit, right? He's got, like, a purple Steven Tyler scarf on, too. Yes. And he's got, like, yellow skinny jeans. And then... Mm like pink converse that apparently are, are like the sand must be burning his feet through them. Cause he's shifty and, and just jumping around and saying ow a lot. Anyway, he's no match for Mel Gibson. <laughs> like, like no. he, yeah, he's Mel's got, got his number right away. Right. Mel knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he gets a jump on this guy. And like you said, takes him prisoner and like chains him up and is like, let's go. Because this guy tells him he knows where there's a lot of gas. Mm-hmm. And that's all Mel Gibson cares about. And I know they're not quite working together now, but they're kind of together now. Yeah. Well, and even I think the helicopter guy later, or the he later is like, I mean, we're kind of partners. And clearly Max likes to work alone. But this is their team up point. This is where they. Yeah. They're looking for the, as the Australians say it, the guzzoline. Oh, the guzzoline. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that is how they say it. <laughs> And their summer is our winter. So, you know, oh, it's, it's so cold it's in Melbourne right world. now. <laughs> yeah. So he takes him to like to sort of this hilltop or like mountaintop. Peak. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're able to see like a giant scene. This is going to show you how ignorant I am as far as how things work. Like a giant oil refinery or big gas station. Yeah. Because it's one of those things. I used to see them in. California, they, it's like this lever that goes up right. and down and gets the oil, I guess, out of the... In the, in the yes. oil fields, yeah. Like a drill. I guess it's the drill. It's a drill and a pump. It's doing everything. It's a pump drill. Uh-huh. It's the oil getter. The So these people in the middle of the desert are the only ones that have this oil getter. Yes. And we see that they're almost in this compound, and it took yes. a little while for me to understand what was happening. Same. But this same evil gang that was harassing Mel Gibson just a few scenes earlier just Mm -hmm. drive around this place and hoot and holler. It's like I wrote down it was like the Gasoline X Games because it looked like they were doing like some they were like on dirt bikes and ATVs and it looked like they were doing some sort of an event like the X Games or something because they're just driving around and I'd watch the Gasoline X Games. I'd watch those. (laughs) Fire shooting everywhere and people jumping over it on bikes? Sure, why not? Be dangerous, but a good time. As long as I was not a participant and just an yeah. observer, I'd be down. X yeah. Games, ESPN, whoever does that, listen. You get those dudes in ashless chaps and do this? Your numbers, your viewership is going to skyrocket. Oh, it's going to go way, way up. This is going to be perfect. So this is where we see Mel Gibson like chains this guy to a tree stump or something. And mm-hmm. he eats dog food. This is Mel Gibson does. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess it's sort of played for laughs, but also like, oh, how desperate these times where Mel Gibson has to eat dog food. What a shame. I know. <laughs> so 
As the sun sets that night, all the bad guys who have just been excavating it, like you said, they just drive off. They're done. Yeah. And Nighttime falls and they got, I guess, homes to get home to? I don't, I don't know. I no idea. <laughs> I have no idea why they're just driving around <laughs> wasting gas all day long. Yeah. Again, this is diplomacy. Like... If these guys weren't dressed like psychopaths and, you know, they could make deals like give us gas and we'll, you know, protect you from other sure. marauding yeah. gangs or something. Like, it seems There's like no Mel deals. Gibson's the only somewhat reasonable and rational person in this movie. But even he, <laughs> I like it because he makes this arrangement with his hostage where the hostage is like, OK, I'll take you to your to the gasoline, but then you'll free me. Right. And. He doesn't unchain him. He's just... And Mel Gibson's like, yeah, I didn't say I'd free you. I said I wouldn't kill you. Right. I don't know if you'd call him a fair dealer, but he makes a deal. He's, he's yeah, Listen, making he's deals. he's a scoundrel. We already said he's Han Solo. Like, he's not... He's not a bad guy. You know he's not a bad guy, but, you know... Right. He's not a great guy. He's in it no. for himself and possibly his dog. Maybe. Maybe, but he doesn't feed him. Likely, likely the dog. Too. So the next morning we see that this, um, I was going to say the walls of this place open, but the walls are just revealed to be a bus that just yeah. has metal plating not, on it. Not a very sturdy uh, border here. Right. But that's okay. So the bus moves to open the walls of this, and then some other cars leave this protected uh -huh. gas fortress. Mm -hmm. And now Mel Gibson... And his very silly, let's call him the comedy, comedic relief, the comedy relief. Yeah, the, yeah that's you know, what he is. The ha-ha of it all. They're watching everything through. He has like a comically large telescope that he's looking at. Oh, right, through. right. And, and uh, yeah, and Mad or Max just has these little pair of knockies. Yep. Yeah. I like it when Mad Max looks up and he sees this giant thing and just takes it from the guy. And, like, yeah, gives he's him like, the these binoculars. are going to be a much better, yeah. But what they watch through the knockies and the telescope... Some pretty rough stuff. It's pretty rough stuff for a movie that I thought was just car crashes and possible dog murder. What possible dog murder? I guess it's so that we realize just how bad these bad guys are. Right, yes. Yeah. Because they they go off after a few of the cars that have left, and we don't really see what happens to those people quite yet. But they do have this one car that flips over, and they pull these two people out of it. And the one person appears to be a woman, and they, like, rape her? I'm not yeah. sure, but I'm they assuming totally that's what... They totally rape her. Okay. Yeah, they totally I mean, rape her. I saw they ripped off all their clothes, but I didn't know yeah. what else was happening. And they do end up killing her. Did you look her. away? I looked I away. I was like, I cannot take this anymore. Mad Max, I hope you avenge her death. You, yes. They beat the one guy up pretty bad. They do yeah. kill her. Do they tie him to the thing or because when mad max comes he like has to he has like wire clippers that he yeah he's had these big bolt with. cutters yeah bolt cutters that yeah not wire clippers and i like how he sneaks clipper. down while, while the goofy guy's watching this whole thing mad max sneaks off of this giant mountain and shows up like just in time oh yeah he's gonna save the day to beat up the one guy and mm -hmm. to save the other guy yes and then he drives this guy back mm -hmm. to the gasoline palace. And he's going to use him sort of as a bargaining chip, right? 
He's got him slung over his shoulder, basically half dead. We realize he's not really going to make it once he brings him back. But he goes to these people now, these garters of the gas. Right. Right? Is that <laughs> Garters <laughs> of the gas. I love it. <laughs> these people are dressed like a, like a cosplay mix of like Star Wars and Game of Thrones characters. Everything's yeah. pretty bland. And like you said, it's just like shoulder pads that are just kind of all spray painted the same color. <laughs> like it's not the costuming isn't the good guys look super lame. elaborate. The bad yes. guys look really fun and totally yeah. cool. Yeah. A little silly because the oh, tushy sticking out. Very but. silly, but I just thought it was <laughs> yeah. funny how all the good guys are they're just yeah. all wearing light colors. Yeah. And like scarves and long yes, yes. They're dressed for winter in the desert, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it gets cold at night though, when the sun goes down. That's what they say. I, I don't know that well, you were there. I've been really. to the desert. Well, I've never yeah. been to the Australian desert. True. Okay. So maybe know. it was winter there. Maybe it's winter. Maybe it was summer yeah. up here, post apocalypse and down <laughs> there it was winter. Were we to say the season? It doesn't tell us. The narrator didn't say. Yeah. So we don't know. Maybe they're appropriately dressed. Do you think Mel Gibson rips one of his sleeves off in the winter and then I like pro- sews it back on? I believe so. Oh, sorry, I believe wait, so. he would rip it off in the summer. Not even so. Yeah. Well, in our winter though. Look, we're all confused. Baby baby, then what you do, little baby, uh-huh. is you're gonna talk about seasons for a while, mm-hmm. little baby. And then people will be like, I thought they were talking about Mad Max. That's how you do it, little baby. You <laughs> never really stick to the movie for very long. Yep. You just go off somewhere i like how this baby in the future is gonna be like do i just talk about mad max all the time is do it, i just so do is it this just mad is it a mad max episode that on repeat this is 101 this is just lesson one this is the um, only episode this baby's parents <laughs> have let this baby listen to you see what I mean, baby? Like, now we're just focused on you for this the next This is like a future minutes. chosen baby, and the parents will be like, you're the chosen one. They talked about you in this episode, what, like 130-something? Yeah. <laughs> the chosen baby. <laughs> Listeners, let us know if you want your baby to be the chosen baby. <laughs> if you pay a little extra on Patreon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have the chosen yeah. baby. Right, I'll put, a, I'll put a chosen one tier on there. We'll talk to your baby personally in certain episodes. We'll get him ready for when he can take over this podcast. Uh, he or she. She. All right, I don't You're think right. we need You're to make right. assumptions And here. you know what? They. Maybe let's they. not even, let's not block off any particular pronoun. Well, also, I think it could possibly be more than one baby. I think oh, that we I need see. at least yes. two babies mm-hmm. to take yeah. over. Oh, yeah, because it's a double podcast. You're right. So uh, we're hosts. That's what they call this, a so. double podcast. <laughs> Oh, and I wasn't even sure what we'd talk about in this episode. I was like, there's a lot of driving. I have no idea how we're going to make this last for an hour. I know. I went in here and I was like, this is going to be like a half hour long. See ya. So Mel gets in. I'll just call him Mel or Max. Either way, he gets in because he's like, listen, I have this guy. He's hurt really bad. Let me in. And, uh, you know, you let me in. And, um, I'll get some gas. I'll return this guy. You can give me gas. Great pay. But when he gets in, this guy ends up dying. He doesn't make it. He doesn't make it. And even these people who seem to be the good guys are like, hey, you made a deal with him. He's totally deadsies. Right. And we, they, they're, they're coveting their gas. They're not just here to give out gas. It's their supply. Yeah. And they're like, you gotta go. 
So you, you came to tell us basically that here's your one dead friend. Oh yeah, and the woman because they're like that one weirdo guy is like, "Where's the lady?" <laughs> he's like, "So yeah, she's dead. I couldn't save her. She was right." And and he says something like, "Awful things happened, and now she's dead." Yeah, I. <laughs> And I'm not saying that these people's reactions are over the top. Because, I don't know, maybe this guy is their son. Oh, they're son. very sad about this guy. But I'm yeah. just like, aren't people dro- dying, like, right and left? Yeah, like, don't, don't you, you lose people is, every look day? Look where you are. Right. Look where you are in the freaking X game gang that surrounds you, I guess, daily. I don't know if this is something that happens in there. Look really. where you are. The X games. This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so... Before they can throw them out, though, the evil gang returns and they have They're to back. move their bus. So then Mel Gibson can't get out. They can't throw them out. This is when we start to meet the bad guys, kind of. Because mm. we know that the Mohawk guy is part of this gang. Uh, we also see that they have a couple of these good guy prisoners. Like, Oh, yeah. And they just kind of <laughs> like tie them up to their vehicles. The one it's guy awful. appears to be Amish with his beard and no mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're just like and there are other ve- vehicles. that are just like displaying corpses on them. They just have dead people like tied to the hoods of these cars, too. These guys are animals. They're monsters. And as we sort of said earlier, we meet the S&M version of Jason Voorhees called That's right. Humongous. Humongous. He's the only one that gives himself a proper introduction to everyone else. Well, we've already sort of met the feral kid and that we've seen him, like, running around. Like, he's already been tailing Mel Gibson as he came into this place. And we see him pop out of holes in the desert like a gopher and stuff. And just make noises. (laughs) (laughs) He's got such cool hair, too. Oh, the best. This baby reminded me of the baby vampire in The Lost Boys. Remember how that kid didn't say anything, but it was just this tiny baby monster? Yeah, yeah. As Humongous is like, listen, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah, we don't want all this violence. We don't want to kill your friends. We've already tied to cars. Like, (laughs) like, we don't want to do any of this stuff. We see the feral child pop out of a hole in the desert. Because that's where he lives, like a little feral baby just... Digging holes. Yeah, you were talking about it earlier, so take it away. You were talking about that deadly. He has this amazing boomerang that's like made of like it's the sharpest thing you ever did see. <laughs> and when it flies, even everybody, like when he throws that weapon, like there's so many crazy weapons, like you're saying, bow and arrows, and there's like an axe of some kind that's thrown. There's these flame thingies. I don't even know because they're not flamethrowers, because it's a constant flame. But when the feral kid throws his boomerang, everyone just stops and watches the boomerang. <laughs> That's why. <what> <laughs> so great. It's like these, these people want to kill each other. This kid pops out and throws a boomerang, and everybody's like, look at what's happening over there. Let's watch this. It's coming right for us, but let's just well, I think, hang out and watch what happens. And they're all waiting. I think even the, the feral kid is like, because when it comes back to him after, so when he throws it, it, this is pretty great when he throws it. And like you said, we've introduced to this um, Mohawk guy and his little lover friend uh-huh. that yeah. this thing goes right into the head of the lover. Like, yeah. just bonks him right in the head. It sticks in his head. It doesn't just yes. bonk him because this thing is metal and so sharp, like you said. Yeah. Well, because then when he flings it again, it chops the fingers <laughs> off of the one guy who tries to get it. 
But the feral kid could just catch it because the feral kid's yeah. fucking magic. I don't know. I love it when he cuts that guy's fingers off because all of the this guy is a bad guy. He's got like a badger on his head. I don't know what yes. this outfit is. All of the bad guys erupt in laughter. They think this is the funniest thing they've yeah. ever seen is this guy, like, crawling around the ground, collecting his fingers. Losing his fingers, right. And this kid, they're like, one of the great things about this is clearly this feral child has an intricate bunch of tunnels underground that go into this place. None of the bad guys are like, He's like a honey badger. follow that kid underground. No, no, they let that kid, they kind of let the kid sort of be like you would think he would be one of the first things people they would try to abduct right they would be important to the tribe i mean as we know later he becomes their leader but but this kid also doesn't seem to belong to anyone like nobody's like that's my kid he came out kind of weird like nobody says this like it's just like one day they woke up and he was there and they're like I guess you're with us now. He's part of our tribe now. So, yeah, he, he does a whole thing and cuts off. He kills a guy and cuts off another guy's fingers. Yeah. Um, deadly. Deadly, deadly. And after he kills Mohawk's lover, let's say, oh, Mohawk Mohawk's is, is not happy. Out. And he and yeah. Humongous are having a bit of a disagreement on how Well, to yeah, because Humongous is kind of trying to chill him out. Yeah. And he does. He kind of, doesn't he kind of like, what does he do to him? He twists his neck or what does Humongous do to him to chill him out? He, he does, does something, something aggressive, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he grabs him and kind of like knocks him out. He gets his other guys to take him away. And that's when Humongous yeah. is like, sorry about that. Uh, you know, just uh, yeah. give us some gas and, and we'll let you guys go. You know, this might have gotten a little out of hand right now. <laughs> It's yeah, we really need to take a minute. We need to take five. Yeah, take five. You guys are good? Okay, yeah. And that is what he so. says. He's like, listen, you give us the gas. Just leave, and everything yeah. will be fine. We'll go. be back tomorrow. We'll, right. we'll, we'll give you some time. We'll check on you tomorrow. No, yeah, he says we'll give you 24 hours. But the deal is we need your gas. All yep. right, we're going to go away because mm-hmm. I got my sad friend over here that's having an episode. <laughs> so we're going to take care of him. Later we see the... Uh, Mohawk guy, he's still chained up. Like, Humongous chains him up. Well, he can be a little crazy. He uh, is crazy, that yeah. guy. He's super crazy. Yeah. So, Mel Gibson bonds with this kid a little bit. He gives this feral child. And he gives the music thing to him. The yeah. music box. He meets, I don't know. Like, none of these people are people. Like, none of the people here are characters at all. Like we said, there's an older army general. Um, oh, right. The leader. Who's their leader? They have sort of this leader guy. He's a blonde guy who's bland and meaningless and just... I like how he pops in at the end. And I'm like, where the hell did this guy come from? He hasn't been in any of this crazy fighting. And he drives up and is like, I'm here. And instantly gets like a spear like, in his back. Yes, harpooned in his back. Yes. It's, it's terrible. Well, he gets that injury in his hip, too, at one point. But... But he's sort of, and then there's like, maybe there's three ladies. There's the one lady that was very emotional about that one guy dying. Older lady, yes, probably yeah. his mother. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. And then there's the lady that the um, that the hostage slash helicopter guy makes the moves on when they're trying to sneak out together. That woman who looks like she's ready to play tennis at Wimbledon early. Yeah, with that little her? ponytail. That yeah, ponytail yeah. on the top of her head and a yeah. headband. And she's also wearing like, a pink jacket. And I was like, this is the only color that I'm seeing in this entire camp. She's our lady friend. She's yeah. The other lady friend is the more badassy looking lady friend. Yeah. Um, I assume she would have, you know, 
potential Mel Gibson love interest That's had things worked thought, out differently. But it didn't work out for them. Right. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And Mel Gibson basically says to them, because now he's got some time. They're not going to open the gate. They're not going to throw him out or anything. He's like, listen, uh, I was driving around a while oh, ago. Oh, they, they take his car. That's right. Yes. They, they have Mel Gibson's car, so he's got right. to bargain something with them because he needs his yes. car back. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, hey, listen, out earlier, I was driving around. I saw this big, giant truck. It's big yeah. enough to... to Load all of your gas in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll go get it. If you give me all the gas I can carry and give me my car back. And they kind of like the older dudes at this camp argue about it for all of 10 minutes and are just like, we don't have another choice. We got to trust this guy. And they just send him out with empty gas cans on foot. Like, I found this so, I was like, all right, you know, he wants this car, but don't you have a a loner you could get like something like give him a little motorcycle or, or just like a pedal bike or something nope, for him to he's just gotta on. walk it he said he knew where it was yeah but still how far away was that like he it's miles away i'm assuming yeah. and mm-hmm. they had to take a helicopter to get to it yeah that's true well but p.s halfway through while uh mel or max is is on this journey back to the truck he stumbles into his helicopter friend, who is sort of hobbling away yep. with still chained to a piece of wood. The wood is still chained to him, but he's able to yeah. walk around. It is kind right? of funny how Mel Gibson just sees this trail of this giant stump the guy's carrying. Yeah, it just yeah, like, yeah. like rolls his eyes and starts following this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately finds this guy. And uh, yeah, they go back to find this guy's like flying contraption i don't even Mm -hmm. need i don't even know what to call this thing it looks like a leonardo da vinci helicopter basically yeah yeah that's a good way there you go for as much as this guy flies his helicopter later i am so glad we did not have to watch he and mel gibson fly in this thing together like oh yes it was just i found it so it was (laughs) such a relief the way they cut because they find this Mm -hmm. and there's a dead guy next to it. And the goofy guy's like, mm, I knew that snake would come in handy. This is great. So yeah. what do we do? I guess we got to go to that truck. And immediately it was like a hard cut to them at the truck. And I was just like, so glad I didn't have to see them try and start I know. this thing. Yeah. And if they did, I'm glad it. they cut it. I'm glad yes. they were like, no, it's awkward. Let's just get them to the truck. Yeah. Yep. Mel Gibson basically gets in this truck and he's able to start it up. And yep. he drives away and he leaves that goofball alone. Yeah, even though the goofball's like, we're partners now, we're in this. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm a solo adventurer. Yeah, but but he follows him immediately in his weird little helicopter. And he drives it back to camp. I mean, there's really no issue. Like, the gang sees his truck and they flip mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And humongous, oh, God. He does pull out a gun. He's got, like, this gun in this weird velvet case that he has. Oh, yeah, the fancy gun, yeah. And he shoots it once, and steam pours out. But Mel Gibson's easily able to get this truck back to these people, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the helicopter guy flies in, and they don't immediately kill him. Like, that's what I thought was going to no. I was like, they don't know who this guy is, and he flies in, in a helicopter, and all they do is walk up and go, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen. Yeah, they like his contraption, yeah. so they're not going to kill him. He's got some cool inventions. He can easily fit in with their hodgepodge crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, where and he, I think he's even wearing lighter colors. Where 
Mel Gibson's wearing the dark colors. He's got the dog. They're a little uncertain about him. Oh, yeah. This guy does look like a good guy. They're like, oh, yeah. yellow skinny jeans. All right. Yeah, okay, you're one this. of us. We Come on this. in. That's fine. We got a single tennis lady over here looking for a good time. You want to hang out with her? They're ready to leave. All these people are ready to leave. But the truck is totally busted up. Oh, yeah. The bullet did some damage there. We get a little bit of, like, back and forth where the guy in charge is like, how long will it take? And they're like, oh, we right. need 24 hours. You have 12. You got 12. Okay. Right. Uh, all right. Funny, I guess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when Humongous does the shoots the engine, at one point, are uh -huh. there two bad guys? And I say the bad guys. Sure. But it's a bad guy and a bad lady. Are there two bad guys just having sex and, like, they get up and they're like, what's happening? Did you see that? Or was that just <laughs> no, something that I... <laughs> first of all, I wouldn't doubt that that's in here, but I did not see that. <laughs> okay. You're talking about, like, when Mel Gibson is driving back, like, right through the middle of their camp yes. for some reason? Yes. Okay. Yes. No. I'll go back. Listen, I rented this on Amazon. I still have so that rental for like So take a look like around that time. I don't know what that timeline is. In the but yeah, I think it's like, because it's like a naked lady. Like, there's not a lot of nudity, but you almost see the one guy's butt right. when he's crawling around. But there's the lady that gets raped. Unfortunately, uh -huh. we see her naked. And right. then all of a sudden, we see this, like, naked girl who was must have been, I guess, I don't know, they were having bad guy wow. sex. Wow, Okay. I'd, no, I didn't notice that. And I didn't really know that there were any women in the evil gang. So I didn't know either. That's why okay. she was one that I was like, oh, is she a huh. member? But you only see her then. All right. That's interesting. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> Listen, there's, not a, there's not a whole lot of interesting happening in this movie. Okay, not to enough. say that it's bad, but I'm just saying there's not. If you're into car chases and you're into things exploding and you're into Mel Gibson and you're into sand, I get it. This movie's you got those right up check boxes. <laughs> yep, you <laughs> check the, I like how on your movie list is sand and you're like, well, check that box. Well, then I got <laughs> it. We got sand in this movie? I'm ready. <laughs> Sign me up. So, so Mel Gibson. So these people are like, listen, we need someone to drive this truck. And Mel Gibson's like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. I, I brought you your truck. Give me the gas. Yeah. My dog's here. I'm going to just sit on I'm my car and eat dog food again. I'm just going to keep driving until I find the next spot. Till I find the next dog food place to buy more cans of dog food, I guess. I don't know where he's driving to next. But humongous... This time, you might guess this time is not speaking into a microphone, and he's the most clear he is in the entire movie because he's like, mm -hmm. you know what? We tried to be nice. You're totally screwed. We're going to murder all of you. Get ready. Yeah. Get yeah. ready because it's coming. Death is coming, and you've seen what we can do. Well, yeah. So be ready. Yeah. We, and mm -hmm. in a pretty, in a pretty lean movie, like this movie is like a, an hour thirty. Like it's it's yeah. pretty trim in and out. This scene. Of the goofy helicopter guy trying to escape with ponytail is unnecessary. Takes a bit of time. Takes a bit of time. I, and it's there's also long pauses. Yeah. Right. They don't ever get away together. And no. there's not even a moment where like where like you see that like maybe when he arrived, she was kind of like looking at him coyly and shyly. Like there was none of that. It's almost as if they had him and her in that VW bus at the end of this movie, and they were just like what did we shoot that shows that they would be together? Oh, right. And they're like, 
all we have is this one scene that we were totally going to cut. And so they had to put it in just because of the ending. Because like you said, if they're all sitting around a big giant table sharing cans of dog food or whatever, and they're just making eyesies at each other, that's all I need. I don't need this scene. No, where she decides not to leave with him. He's going to... He's going to somehow sneak away in his flying contraption with this lady. The loudest (laughs) of these vehicles. And again, we're in the middle of a pretty flat desert for the most, like, I don't know how much you're hiding. Um, But yeah, she decides that she can't leave her. These these people are her family and they're about to go through some hard times because the bad Mm -hmm. guy is ready to sort of release the Kraken, if you will. And, um, Things are going to get ugly. <laughs> By the Kraken, you're talking about the guy with the assless chaps. Right? Yes, he is okay. the Kraken. Exactly. Right. Got it. So this is where they talk to Mel Gibson and they show him a brochure for Cancun or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this mm-hmm. is where we're going. To the Mai beach. ties. It'll be great. Yeah. Come with and us to Cabo. Yeah. And they're just like... <laughs> It's the Cabo, Mel Gibson. It's going to be the bee's knees, man. And they're really trying to convince him. And they don't. So then they, like, try reverse psychology where they're like, oh, we don't need your help. We could just do this ourselves. Like right. This. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, that's. I don't say I don't want to say that's what convinces him, but he can't abandon his new BFF, this weird the feral, feral kid. child. Yeah, and I love, I should have written down all the different noises this kid makes because he growls some <laughs> and he has some. When he's gnawing on the one guy in the truck that comes through. That scene takes forever. That's, I found that wildly entertaining. Because uh, yeah, if he too. just bit the guy's arm and he screamed, I would think that's funny enough. But the fact that he, like a ferret, is crawling around on this guy. Yeah, and like, like yeah. the back of his neck. It's pretty it's, great. It's really funny. Yeah. Also, the thing that I don't quite understand is, I guess no one else knows how to drive this truck. <laughs> like, it's Yeah, they like really they rely truck. on him to do it. Well, because then even at the end, after when he comes back and he's busted and he insists on driving the truck, mm-hmm. he's still their best go, I guess, to, to drive it. He doesn't decide he's going to do this yet. He no, tears off in his car. And the feral kid tries to stick around with him. The feral kid curls up right. in the car, and right. Mel Gibson takes the little music box and throws it. He's like, kind of <laughs> like, kind of like when when you know Harry <laughs> is told to go back into the woods. Like, go! I don't love you. That's kind of what he does. To Get the, out of to here, feral child! Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants you anymore. He slaps this kid. <laughs> oh, that's so great. This is also a part in the movie where I thought, I was like, what just happened? And I sent you the GIF later, oh, earlier yeah, yeah. today. And mm-hmm. thankfully, that thing was subtitled because as he speeds past this gang, Humongous turns around and says, disappointment, a puppy. I was like, what? <laughs> what, does, what does that mean? What are you talking about? He tries to drive away. And his car is immediately run off the road. Like, the great driving that we've seen from Mel Gibson through this entire movie, he can't get out of this bad guy's camp before his car is pushed off a hill. Yeah, they really get him, and they rolls <laughs> down the hill. Yeah. And it's bad. Now, what is this contraption? Mel's got this thing underneath his car that even when he first meets the hostage guy, he reaches for a knife that's hidden underneath, and the hostage guy's like, ha, 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 what, do you have a knife under there? But there's, like, this button Well. Because he even tells the the hostage guy, the goofy helicopter guy, he's like, 
don't try and steal my gas. This thing is rigged to explode. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that he has rigged up his car where if somebody tries to steal the gas, this thing's going to blow up. Because of the preciousness of gas. I the preciousness you. of gas. Okay. <laughs> if you can't have the gas, no one's getting the gas. <laughs> so, And that's exactly what happens, but not before. Mel Gibson crawls out of the car and hides behind a giant rock. But yes. his stupid dog jumps out oh, from behind yeah, the rock. This is when dog gets, yeah. And gets killed. And then his car explodes and mm. kills the guy who killed his dog and all the other guys. And so he's able to, basically he crawls his way. It looks like every bone in his body's broken. Oh, he's in a bad way. He's got his eyes swollen <laughs> shut. And he, yeah, he looks a hot mess. But who comes to save him? Who comes... Can you hear that? No, I can hear that. I can, okay. It's a great sound effect. You should be reading us a traffic report right now. <laughs> <laughs> great sound effects. Yeah, his buddy saves him and brings mm-hmm. him back to the gasoline camp. Yes. Um, I do appreciate that this is early enough in Mel Gibson's career where you can be like, listen, we're going to glue your eyes shut for the remainder of this movie. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do, Mel. And he's like, all right, I'm on I'm board. Let's do it. this. Thing. Fine with it. What's the movie? Isn't there a movie where his like half his face is not his? Uh, is the all man. Messed up? The I want to call it the, the man, man with half, with a half a face. Is that the name of the movie? I want to say that is. Okay. Is that the one where he turns super old like overnight, or is that a different one? That, if that all happens to him, if he's got half a face <laughs> and he turns old overnight, <laughs> but it might be the same one. I don't. Know. I don't know. That's like late 90s Mel Gibson where he's just looking for something to do. Yeah. He's like, is it a romantic comedy? Because I do romantic comedies. Do I need a whole face or a half a face? I do those now. Do I know what women want? I don't know. Women are horrible. (laughs) Put me in this movie. (laughs) So anyway, Mel Gibson is saved. He's taken back to the gas people. And this is when they killed his dog. So now I guess it's personal. So he's like, listen. I might look like garbage and I may be seriously injured. Lots of internal bleeding. I'm going to drive this truck. Get ready. Yeah, I'm driving. Yeah. And that's it. And and that is what he decides to do. And that's kind of the rest of this movie. And to say that, you know, there's stuff that happens and I'm sure we'll go through it. But honestly, we're like 45, 50 minutes into an hour and a half long movie. I had noted that. Yeah. And it's just like. The rest of this movie is car chases. It's the well, he is the road warrior. No, no, no. <laughs> he is. And, <laughs> and I knew what I was getting into because I'd seen this movie before. Yeah. But I think, like, the whatever 11, 12 year old me was way more into car chases. Well, maybe you had your own little set of matchboxes that you were like, look out, what? <laughs> Maybe not when you were Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, I just, I'm not, there's something that um, when people talk about movies, like I'll hear people talk about things like, what was the coolest car chase in a movie? Car chases are things that do not get me excited. They're car not your jam. Yeah. I don't care about. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's just. Well, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. I knew this movie was car chases and I was not excited about watching a car chase for the last 30 to 40 minutes of this yeah. movie. And it's, it does get, this is when I texted my, when I texted Barrett and I was like, I think you're going to be disappointed, but I don't think I'm into this. And this is when he thought I was watching the third one. 
And mm-hmm. he was like, I am sort of disappointed, to be honest, and we have to really talk seriously about our marriage if <laughs> this isn't a movie that you could get into. <laughs> Um, oh man! But yeah, this is when I was like, <laughs> he's yeah. like, I don't have to Ike Turner, you do I? Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't even seen Tina Turner. She's yet. not even in it. She's I don't even see here. her. Is she the feral kid? Because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the youngest Tina Turner. Remember that time that <laughs> Tina Turner played a little feral boy? <laughs> that was a weird career move for her. Uh, so he he goes off in this truck. Uh, yeah. And it's got a big tanker of gas behind it. The woman with the shoulder pads and some other guy, who I, I'm sure we've seen before, uh, they're on Part top. Part of the good guy crew. Mm-hmm. Right. And basically, he drives out, and the entire gang follows mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a huge distraction so that all these other people who are old and hopeless can easily then just drive off and escape in their VW bus caravan. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's what they do, except for the guy in the helicopter. He kind of just flies above Mel Gibson just so every now and then He's like keeping an eagle eye out. Yeah, so we as viewers can every now and then get like aerial footage of what's happening here. Now, mind you, the feral kid who's attached to Mel or Max has somehow... Like you said, since no one's really responsible for him, right? No one's really concerned. Like, well, where'd Farrell go? You know, he's jumped onto the cab of the car, and even I, I think it takes a while before Max even realizes he's there. It's not until because they get some. What's that thing? They get like this weird hook thing. They start swinging around this like <laughs> anchor. The bad guys do to try to like, and they swing it around and they rip the door off of the truck. And Mel's kind of laughing, like, huh, great, now I'm, like, driving a postal truck. It's fine. I'm into it. Um, and the kid must be on the other side. Because when does the kid... Mel finally, like, like, realizes the kid's there and scoops him up and brings him in the cab with him. Oh, God. Watching... Listen, here's what I do have to say. I said I was not into car, you know, chases and stuff like that in movies. The stunts are amazing. Like, this sure. is not CGI. Like, this is crazy oh, yeah, fun stunts. Yeah. And just watching Mel Gibson, like, try and drive this thing, but also pick this kid up by one hand and, like, oh, swing yeah. him yeah. into the cab of the truck was super fun. I do like it, too, when Mel tells him, when maybe you're going to get to that, when the bullet shell <laughs> is on the, the like, the hood of the, well, the moving truck. pushes this kid out. And he out. tells the kid, you see the shell? You have to get the shell. And this feral kid's nuts. Like, he's been eating humans and chasing, hanging on to the side of the semi while all this crazy shit's going on. But this bullet shell's really going to be the one that, oh, I, the thing that almost gets him. I found that hilarious. Because he's, like, this kid is having the time of his life. Mel oh, Gibson yeah. shoots people in the this face like with a shotgun. This is like summer camp for this, this kid. like, this is great. And Mel Gibson's like, oh, can you just get the bullet that's out here? This kid looks like he's going to shit his pants. Yeah. Well, and then the guy who we think is dead, the the Mohawk guy. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it's like one of those, like, he's back. And he's like, and then the feral kid is screaming and the Mohawk guy is screaming. And Mel Gibson's just trying to drive the truck and pull the feral kid back up into the cab. He's got one <laughs> eye and no door. It's crazy. But yeah, all I thought this... I was having a bad day. I'm like, Jesus, how do you do it, Mel? All of this stuff is happening. As we said, the woman in the shoulder pads, she's killed. The yeah. other guy on the truck is killed. The leader of this camp shows up in a goofy-looking dune buggy, and he's immediately killed. Oh, yeah. And Mel Gibson is 
doing his best. He's killing everybody. He's doing his best, killing, killing. <laughs> you well, know. you know, and he's got just like a sawed-off shotgun and a truck with a ton of tires because there's so many people just getting run over in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said that the guy with the mohawk, he at one point appears to fall off the front of the truck. Mm-hmm. And we think he's dead, but he's such an important character. You know he's not dead. So Mel Gibson takes his truck and turns it around oh, at one yeah, point. Oh, yeah, it's pretty great, yeah. To drive back into this gang. So this is when Mohawk pops up, and then Humongous is driving straight toward the truck. So Mel Gibson smashes into Humongous, squishing Mohawk and killing Humongous, yep. and the truck rolls over. Yeah. But he and this kid are totally fine. Oh, yeah. They made it. Now, the other rollover with the car, Mel Gibson got banged up pretty bad. But the truck rollover, he and the kid. He's okay. Good shape. Probably because that helicopter was watching them the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The helicopter guy is also throwing snakes out as if that's a weapon. Well, it is. For him, it is. Yeah. He also gets shot down. And I even wrote my notes. I was like, well, that helicopter guy is totally dead. But he's not. But he's not. He's not. No, no. So this is when the big reveal happens Mm -hmm. because the rest of the gang now without a leader like Humongous and without a second in command like Mohawk guy, there's a few of them left and they just kind of like turn around and drive away like, "Mm, all right, that's Mm. over. And again, where are they going? Not home. Where where. are they going? Also, you have a giant truck full of gas that's just laying on its side. Like, wouldn't you be like, while we're here, like, let's just take care of Yeah. But this is when it's revealed that the whole thing has just been a trick. Yeah, all of it. Tomfoolery. It's dirt. It's dirt. It's It's just dirt. dirt. It's not sand. I was like, there's sand everywhere. Why is there dirt in this? It's dirt. Also, Mel Gibson's reaction made me wonder if he even knew that there was dirt in this thing. Like, he seems to be like, oh, you crazy Yeah, you mangy kids. You got Yikes. And, And then... We get the epilogue. The narration's call it. back. Yep. Another voiceover. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when, during the voiceover, we see that the new leader is the goofy helicopter guy. Mm-hmm. And he's in this VW bus caravan along yep. with Top Pony. Just taking all these little hippies yep. down to Baja. Just with barrels of gas. Yep. <laughs> just driving to Baja. And it's then revealed... the. I think the funniest reveal of the movie to me is that the voiceover, this sophisticated elderly British gentleman is this feral child. Who was later, once they got to Mexico, he was educated and became well spoken and stopped with the grunting and the gnawing because, you know, the beach life. (laughs) Grunting (laughs) and gnawing. He's like Howie Mandel in that movie where he was raised by wolves. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, man. If only that was Mad Max 3. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. Um, And he's just like, and Mad Max? I don't know. He just lives on in my memories. Yeah, that's all he is for them. So the end. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I thought first. This movie, I think it's good. I think it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not the movie I thought it was when I was 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for a, a dumb action movie that is light on plot and light on dialogue and light on character, but has some super fun stunts, 
Yeah, you can't go wrong with you this. You could do it. You should do it. Yeah. yeah, I wonder, is this, this is, obviously, if you're going to watch, like, if you're going to get into the whole thing, like, like, this is a key, another key one to watch perhaps I guess obviously if you're going to yeah. watch the Mad Maxes you want to watch one two three and then I guess you do want to watch the newer ones like kind of do a full and maybe that helps you get a better sort of landscape of yeah I mean when you say thing. the newer ones there's only one but oh, okay. um, I would say start there because if you've never seen any of these start with that one you don't need to see these first three to know what's going on in that Mel Gibson's not around it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's almost like it does what this movie does but a thousand times better and it's okay. the same director it's almost like he went back and went oh you know what with more money and I don't want to say better actors because Mel Gibson's fine but he's like I could do a much better job and he did like visually it's a gorgeous looking movie too gotcha. uh, so check okay. that one out uh, okay. And I would say... Is that your recommendation? Did you no, just summarize all that? Okay. No, no, no. Okay. That's, not, that's not my okay. recommendation. And I don't think I'm going to want to... I'm going to watch Beyond Thunderdome, which is the third one. I don't think I'm going to watch that because I didn't even really like it as a kid. But I would say if this is too much dumb action for you, check out the first one. Like, it's a smaller okay. movie. And it's a really young Mel Gibson there. So... Oh, because this one's a pretty that. young one, too. I yeah, know. so if you're, And he's got both eyes open in the first one. Okay. He's got both eyes open All in right. the first one. But right. also, this is like before Lethal Weapon hair, too, where his hair uh, is fighting so it's itself. The like, yeah. It might become a perm. It might become a mullet. He wasn't where sure at that time. Where are we going? Time. We're yep. not sure yet. Still crazy Australian. He look, yeah, he looks yeah. better with short hair. 100%. Oh. Uh, so, but I will tell you what my. Uh, recommendation was please um, as i said the leader humongous reminded me of uh like an snm jason Voorhees. i recently saw a movie it is british Mm -hmm. and it is an 80s movies and it's called unmasked number 25 very bizarre title it's a send-up of the friday the 13th movies because it follows a serial killer who wears a hockey mask okay and he, you know, he's basically at the beginning of the movie, he kills a bunch of teenagers. And as he goes to kill the last one, he realizes that she's blind and she thinks that he's a date that her friend set her up with. Oh, this movie, like then they form a bond and a relationship. And this movie is like Jason Voorhees just dating somebody and trying to be normal. But he's also interesting. He's also still murdering people because he's like, "Well, this is what I do. This is my job." But it feels but a lot the blind girl doesn't have to know because she can't see. <laughs> yes. Wow, it's, it's not great. Like it's low budget and it's yeah. super dumb, but it's a fun enough idea. So and that's you it. took that's the Jason Voorhees mask and you just rolled yep. with that recommendation. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like yep. it. Yeah. What about well, you? I think it's no joke that, or no joke. I think <laughs> I think it's obvious that I didn't love this movie. I sure. felt like you it was okay. I, it's just not my type of movie right. that I like. Yeah. Um, I would be interested in watching the new one, some of the others, just to see what the whole. Because I know people love the Mad Max. They, they love the Mad Max. They love I, all of them. Some I'm of telling them, you, that of, new one, Charlie's, is amazing. Like Amazing. Is, I know. You're loving that one. My husband watching. loves the Thunderdome one. So, I, I mean, I'll indulge. I'll see. I, I, but not my jam. But So, my recommendation, because I don't like these types mm. of movies, it was a little tricky. It was a yeah. little... 
what am I going to recommend? But I did. I loved <laughs> the Feral Kid. He's like my favorite. Like I said, okay. when I saw it come up in credits, Feral Kid, I'm like, I think this is going to be the anchor that keeps me tied to this movie. And it was. So a movie I've seen recently, sort of about Feral Kids, sort of. Um, it's a recent um, release it's from 2020. I think it came out in February. It's the movie, it's by the filmmakers that made Beasts of the Southern Wild, which okay. I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Wendy, um, kind of loosely based off of Wendy Peter Pan and reimagined of kids going off to Never Neverland. And I will say the movie itself isn't amazing. Okay. Um, I really loved Beast of the Southern Wild. And this movie, it has like a lot of the visuals like Beast of the Southern Wild, but a lot of the story and the actor that plays Peter, he's just a kid, but I'm not a fan of his work. <laughs> um, Get out of the business, kid. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying you played him a little too heavy. All right. You could have lightened him up. He's Peter Pan. Um, but it's a, it was, it was a really fun movie and just an interesting take on the whole, like Peter Pan, never, never land and kids don't grow up. And, um, so yeah, that's my recommendation. It's called Wendy. It's 2020. I forget the filmmakers names and there's, it's all like kids and stuff in it. So I don't remember any of the actors names. So details are limited. (laughs) It's all kids. I don't pay attention to the names. They don't need to have names or just feral kid, happy kid, angry kid, hyper kid. When you're credited as feral kid, that's what we're going to call you. That's what you're called. And again, apologies to anyone else who's in this movie. You didn't have a name. Sorry. (laughs) If if it was mentioned once, we didn't catch it. It wasn't that important. Sorry. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, we're going to come back to you in two weeks. That's right. We are still in the summer of sequels. Sequels, rolling them on. We're still in August. It's the longest summer of my life, by the way. I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Somebody did reach out to us on Twitter and said, please don't let this summer break you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It already did, but fine. I know. Um, we're going we're gonna to continue with this trend of seeing sequels to films that we have not seen the first one of. And I am speaking for myself. Maybe I'm wrong regarding you. But we're going to watch a movie called Eddie and the Cruisers 2. Yeah, no. Eddie Lives. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying, no, I'm not going to watch it. I'm saying, no, I've never had before. Uh, I think it's like a romance, but there's also a lot of musical elements. I'm sure to there's it. some song and dance if there's a guy named Eddie. Yep. <laughs> there's a guy named Eddie. You know that there's a lot of music in it. All this movies with guys named so, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I could only find the movie in two parts on Daily Motion, which is kind oh, of like YouTube. So, I'll send you links to it. Please do. Uh, okay. But, people, if you are looking for it, um, yeah, go to Daily Motion. You can find it in two parts. They're each like 45 minutes long. So, Jimmy, you can watch this in installments for That's a reason. That's my favorite like a way to do it. Yeah, reason. yeah, for a real reason. Good. All right. right. Excellent. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, again, um, we will see you guys then. Don't forget, find us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at GTGMCast. And we're on Instagram. I think we're on there as like. Good Times Great Movies Podcast. It's a lot to type in, but just start typing. But we're there, and then you see our little logo, and you've been rocking the Instagram. I just wanted to say that. I wanted to say it off camera, 
off camera. This but... is off camera. I mean, I can see you. <laughs> no one else can. Hey, where are you? Still in Alabama or whatever? Yeah, or Arkansas. Wow. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It starts with an A. Alaska? <laughs> yeah, we're here until Saturday. Okay. Listeners, just so you know. Anyway, everybody, also find us on Facebook. Find us wherever you can find us. Interact with us online. We'd really appreciate it. Tell people about the show. All that stuff that I never, ever say before <laughs> after our shows. Five years in, But thank you for listening, and we will see you again in two weeks. Thanks for being here. stop now though oh. bye everybody right, thank you too. patrons right. you're, you're we our love favorites. you bye yes bye